Hello beautiful people and welcome back to another episode of Two Girls One Doc. It's your girl BD and Foreign's the fiance is on a hiatus. So today we have another special guest. She is an award-winning publisher. Okay. She is the creator of A Cripting On, which is the first ever non-fiction book series on black British culture. And most importantly, she is my friend. It's Mags. Hey. Not the bio. Yeah, the whole bio. Come with the bio. I went on the Instagram. Lots. I was like, let me see how she describes herself. And there was, obviously there was nothing there. Sons, yeah. So I was like, now I have to scroll through your, your, scroll through your posts. Oh, And Lord. many awards and see, okay, how do I condense oh. this into 30 seconds, you know? Oh, wow. I wasn't ready. Oh, yeah, no. Welcome, girl. Hey, girl. To the podcast. Um, I know Mags from college. Yeah. And we also went uni together. Yeah, very lucky. Yeah. I know. She is. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, as for John, we'll get her on and do this episode and have a great time. Yes, we're drinking today, we but are. we're not drinking alcohol. Rum because range. Come on, uh, we're drinking apple and mango juice, mm-hmm. and it, I mean it's great. I'll mm-hmm. post a picture anyway for anyone who doesn't want to drink yeah. alcohol. And I should say that was because you did offer the selection of alcohol or soft drink. Yeah, I said whatever you want to drink, we um, can because drink. I'm a lightweight. I said I think it's better. And also, my liver deserves a break, so. Um, yeah, I'm, no. I'm Whew, listening. Listen, nori, the new Nori. Listen, I'm in agreement. Um, so today we are doing a Channel Four documentary about the Jeremy Cow show. It's called Jeremy Cow Death on Daytime. Yeah, um, and it's two episodes. Yeah, but we're going to cover them both in this one episode. If anyone not from the UK who has no idea what the Jeremy Carl show is, yeah, mm. it's basically like how would you describe it? I guess it's like their version of what's the, Jerry like Springer. Jerry Springer. It's like trash. Day yeah, recipe. exactly. I think Jerry Springer's better than this, though. Yeah, I think Jeremy Springer was also more nice as a person. That's what I'm saying. I think Jerry. Yeah, mm. I don't think Jerry Springer was a dickhead. That's true. And I think that's a major distinction between two of them. That's but true. if I had to, if I had to give some kind of like, oh, what is it like? What is mm. it comparable to? I would say Jerry Springer. Yeah. Think like cheating scandals. Think paternity mm. tests. Think lie detector. Like it's that kind of vibe. Yeah. 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 So episode one, right? At the start of this episode, we learned that the producers of um, this show interviewed people who used to be producers on the Jeremy Cow show okay but because <laughs> of how this documentary goes they don't want to actually be in the documentary mm. because they are still trying to be producers on other shows okay so they do this thing and I actually like that they do this where they basically interview them and then they hire actors to play these people right yeah. using their words and like basically portraying them okay and so to me I think that's much better than like someone in a dark shadow and distorting their voice i didn't think about that because i hate when they do that i found it weird that they had actors yeah i, I kind of got into it do you know why because every time i would watch them i just be like but you're an actor so this emotion is not even real but they're it's actors because there was a moment where one of the girls even like she stuttered or she even like mixed up her they, words they and was... i was like are you acting that do you know what yeah guys i've tried i've tried and i've tried to get this noise out the way, yeah. But these people have it's decided what it whatever it is they're doing, they've decided to do it right now, innit? So it's reality. It's reality. Do you know what I mean? We're so gonna work we're, with it. We're gonna move. But yeah, no, like I felt like the acting was so like convincing. It was. But then you remember. The no, actors. but you don't remember. You're supposed to forget. I couldn't forget. The whole time I was just like, 
but yeah, to, to, yeah. Be fair, to be fair, I'm saying this, but, but also I was, I was like, oh, I wonder who the real person was. Exactly. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I liked it. Because honestly, the alternative would have been Dark Shadow, Voice Distorter. Mm. And I hate when they do that, yeah. But um, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I think they acted really, really well. So I mean, they did. they did. Literally, but obviously not good enough for you. <laughs> so <laughs> they basically, these ex-producers, the real ones, they don't want to be in the documentary because they don't want to be blackboard by the industry. Obviously, like yeah. this show no longer exists, spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. So they <laughs> no longer have jobs on the show and they don't want them, now they're looking for a job. They mm. don't want to like, you know, like not get one. Another funny thing I thought about this documentary that this documentary is a Channel 4 documentary, yeah. Jeremy Carr was on ITV. Yeah. I feel like Channel 4 were like... Skipping. It's giving Channel Wars. petty. Yeah, yeah. I was like, hmm. Channel, Channel 4 were like, yeah, yeah, this is our chance. Stick it to the man. Mm. Stick and twist. Mm. Another MDC ITV statement was like four pages long. I was writing all that. I'm not going to lie. I'm <laughs> not going to lie. Because like, normally I'll screenshot it. Yeah, no, they, but it was literally four pages. But you can't screenshot it because yeah, they have the blocker thing. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like, if you want to see the statement, you, you man can watch the documentary. I'm not doing all that yet. <laughs> <laughs> but um the documentary opens up and we are in Portsmouth in a graveyard an unmarked grave right um and this is the grave of a man called Stephen Diamond well Steve Steve Diamond right he was on the Jeremy Carl show and then he dies by suicide a week after mm. so the reason he goes on the show is because he's trying to prove to his fiance that he hasn't cheated on her. Mm. Yeah, like it's that kind of show. Okay? Yeah. So throughout the documentary, we see clips of the show and this is really good for context, okay? Because I feel like you kind of get an idea, if you're not familiar with the show, you get an idea of like why this is this documentary is even a thing. Yeah. Like why the show yeah. is problematic. And one thing I rate about these clips is that like with the Channel 4, like with this documentary, they pixelate the guests' faces. Right. Which means that like, they're not inadvertently being re-victimized by right, you right, basically right, right. showing this. Do you know what I mean? It was right. a bit annoying because like, oh, mm. I hate when they pixelate faces and stuff, mm. but I got it and I was like, okay, cool. Like, I get it. You can still be anonymous and they can yeah. still make their point. So one of the ex-producers says, at first, she thought that Jeremy Carr was like giving tough love, like, you know, helping yeah. addicts to change their lives, reuniting families and like just being really hard on them because it's like, do better, sis. Like your mom cares about you, that sort mm. of thing, yeah. And like, maybe someone can argue it started off that way. Yeah. But... He's, did you watch he's it? A dick. Yeah, but did back in the day. Yeah, yeah did gone. you watch it? I did. I'm not, we, not we like, I didn't tune in, but like, it would just it, be on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I feel like we were really young because we that show's been on for 14 years. Yeah, we were young. And yeah, because I have not watched Jeremy Carr's show in recent times. Mm, yeah. And I feel like I was in school. Mm. As the thing was, like, if you were homesick or like, yes, it was, like exa- a Saturday, exactly, and, like, exactly, exactly, you saw it. exactly. But like, even then, I would think, nah, this man's mad. Yeah, I was like, why's he chatting to them? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's one of those things where you look and you think, yeah, now nah, it can never be me. <laughs> right, right. It was a spectacle. It was a, that's the word. It was a, a deliberate spectacle. Yeah. No. Y- yeah. It's just, it's, you're, you're taking the piss. Yeah. And so, like, sometimes I'd think, oh, maybe like the guests and stuff were actors because like, who in their right yeah. mind is coming on to be spoken to like that? But then when you go through it, no, when you, you know. go through the documentary, you're like, yeah, oh, actually, yeah, they weren't going on there to be yeah, spoken yeah, to yeah. like that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. So now we're in this place called Melton Mowbray. Have you heard of this place before? I'm not gonna lie, never in my life. And maybe I'm an ignorant Londoner, but like, never I'm not in my lie. whole life. I'm not gonna lie. If you're from Melbourne, let last know in it because <laughs> I'm still not convinced this is a place. Yeah, <laughs> we learn about the family of this addict. Her name is Christy, right? And her mum is with us. I know Mags is shaking her head. Mm-mm. Her mum is with us in the documentary. Christy is not. Okay, so already I'm thinking, okay, what's Honestly. happened to Christy? Mm. Right. So she tells us that like 
she's an addict they couldn't afford rehab so they basically applied to the show to see if like they can help mm. three to four days after they applied they're filming okay and we see some of the episode uh, and he's so condescending like chrissy's mom even says it like she's like he's so condescending he's so disrespectful in terms of respect and decency look at you what are you when he says what are you you know almost like she's a, a an animal a species of some sort do you remember why he asked her, what are you? He said, what are you? I was stunned. I said, are you all right? And stunned. this is another, this stunned. is a deeper issue to me where it's like, people don't treat people with addictions like they have a problem. Exactly. It's an illness. It's, it's a, a disease. Like, like, you treat them like they are making these, mm. tra- and the thing is, if you're on the other side, like say it's your mom or your dad or mm. whoever who's constantly disappointing yeah. you, put you in I understand being like, rah, mad. But like, if for example, your your parent or loved one had like Alzheimer's or something and they were lashing out and stuff, you would be able to understand like, okay, Definitely. do you know what? They are sick right now. Definitely. This is not really who they are. They yeah. need help. It's yeah. a, it's a very similar thing when it yeah, comes yeah. to addiction. 100%. Yeah. So you shouting at someone saying, "What are you? You're acting like an animal." Disgusting. The Disgusting. way he speaks to people and and vulnerable people, because it's not as if he's speaking to another no. middle class person that way. Because he knows he's gonna get done. It's the most vulnerable people of society. That's exactly. what's so unhinged about exactly. the whole thing. It's like just punching down exactly on every level. Oh, it's no. dis- it's actually disgusting. It's nah. actually disgusting. And for these family members, that's on TV forever. Like, you can just rewatch. Yeah, and now with YouTube and the advent of the internet and stuff, I can nah. watch that forever yeah. and ever and ever. Even this documentary, really I can watch it forever yeah, and ever literally. and ever. So, um, he's doing... And the thing that makes it worse as well is that you're basically doing this for ratings. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's the extent of it. Yeah. Because it's not to help them, Lord. Yeah. And you really think to yourself, like, why would you put yourself through this? But then Christy's mum is like, listen, mm. like, they were told there's loads of families trying to get this one place into rehab, yeah? Mm. And, like, if you really want to help your daughter, if you really love her, like, you're gonna, you're gonna have to fight for it. Like, yeah. you isn't, almost, almost like, it has to be entertaining. Yeah, it's like, even Hunger Games. Y- yeah. It's really given, like, fight um, for your, your hotspot. I still haven't watched it, but I hear, <laughs> I get the reference, yeah? <laughs> Honestly, like, it is, it is, like, yeah. like literally, like, What's it? I volunteer as tribute. Yeah. <laughs> so you even knew the hand movement. I did it, yeah. So, yeah, you it. Um, but yeah, see, I need to watch it. But yeah, it's, it's literally giving Hunger Games. Like, listen, there's these other families. They're all here today. Like, yeah. only one of you's going to get the spot. And obviously, we know how serious addiction is. They're thinking, yeah. fuck, like, we need her to get this. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's no other families. Yes. There's no other families. They're not yeah. fighting against anyone. Yeah. And she even mentioned that at the time she couldn't really afford rehab. So again, it's that whole taking advantage exactly. of those people who can't get because help any other way. Because if you could get any of the, any of these quote unquote services that these lots provide, yeah? yeah, if you could afford them by yourself, no. why would you choose to go on TV? You wouldn't. Exactly. You absolutely exactly. wouldn't. Exactly. A lot, and it's, it's a theme that comes up time and time again. Like a lot of the people who come on this show are coming on here because they they can get help that they wouldn't be able to get. Otherwise yeah, they're desperate for free. Yeah, because yeah. they're desperate. Yeah. So it's crazy, but in Christie's case, like she does get to go to rehab and it works. Because because she's clean for 15 months mm. but then we get on screen text that tells us in march 2020 she dies of drug related causes which is really really sad yeah. and again like if people saw addiction like the illness that it is Definitely. then it wouldn't be so oh, what's that word publisher what's that word yeah i'm <laughs> so, trying i'm not gonna lie i'm looking at you trying to so, gauge um so when it's like stigmatized like you cut it in the end girl that was difficult you did it english is hard (laughs) (laughs) so as much as christy's mum hated being on the show she's like you know what it allowed me to spend more time with christy Mm. i had those 15 months where i had my christy back before everything basically went to shit yeah but she's like 
you're being exploited yeah. on the show like it's, it's peak and she, she even mentions she's in a better position than a lot of them remember she sort of touched on like I yeah. had a good job yeah. I was relatively in comparison yeah. to other relatively families relatively stable yeah a good network so yeah. I could cope exactly exactly you know? and then she goes on to say like I can understand then why the Steve Diamond exactly. guy took his life because exactly. if I didn't have what I had around me that could yeah. have been me yeah so we see clip after clip of on broadcast footage of Jeremy basically being a dick yeah Terrible! You don't need to say here she is. Take a look at this, you donut. No, I don't understand. I'm trying to, you know, it's terrible on fucking guests. We've done it again. We're thick as shit. Do you know what? Leave that. Stop speaking to me. I'll do. I'm not stupid. What are you gonna do? What did you say? You've just stood on in the street. What do you look like? Something I'd avoid standing on. Oh my god. And he makes this comment about like, well, several comments about them being thick or stupid, and like, it's like he has disdain towards them. It's like he doesn't rate them. 100 percent then how are you then helping people yeah he dehumanizes them it's a complete so it's it's just like so then what are you doing the show for then yeah yeah, if you don't want to be around this kind of person yes yeah why are you here then why don't you go and therapize people who can pay you to do so yeah exactly because you have no qualifications therapy thank you what are you like they they say it's conflict resolution but like it's that is conflict what's the opposite opposite resolution (laughs) anti-resolution Honestly, you men are you men are literally quite literally, and we'll get into it later. Like mm. starting conflict mm. uh, and trying to come and say you're resolving the conflict that you started. What? I've whew. what? Like, no, that, that that this doc was very very challenging. Watch, it, I was livid. I, you know, also you watch me actually like angry. Yeah, you're like nah. Like where is Jeremy? Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> and he has a radio show. That's Fam. where he is. <laughs> Fam, they always bounce. But I don't understand. understand. We're gonna get into it. I don't get let's, it. Let's let's let's, <laughs> let's 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 we're gonna get into it. So now we learn a bit more about Steve Diamond. Yeah, he dies by suicide. He's the reason that the Jeremy Cow show was cancelled. I think he probably was like the catalyst. Like he was like the, the yeah. straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, there was definitely. a bunch of shit before. He meets his fiance Jane, and he loves her so 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 much. Like the, he proper loves her. And mm. the thing is, is that like. Oh, you know when someone's equally yoked? Right, like, right, it just It right, just made so right, much sense. Right, yeah. And so we see a video of the proposal and he just seems like a really lovely person. They're really happy in their relationship for a while. But then Jane discovers that Steve's lied about being in the Navy, mm-hmm. right? He's also lied about a lot of things. Mm. He's kind of like a pathological liar. Like yeah, he's in a lot of debt. Yeah. He doesn't really have much to his name. He's 63. One of the talking heads is like, oh, you know, like he literally had all his possessions could fit in two bags mm. and he's 63 years old. Like, imagine where you are like what kind of you know life mm. you've, le- you've led um and they describe him as being quite vulnerable right so like he's not a vindictive person it's not like mm. he was trying to like deceive jane yeah but he just is not well yeah. right and that's how yeah it presented okay so jane is like okay do you know what like i love you babes mm. i'm gonna give you another chance great but she's like actually before we do this i just want to make sure that you haven't cheated so if you get a lie detector test done and of course they can only do so by going on the jeremy kyle mm. show because that's when it's free mm. if he passes that lie detector test then cool they can go back to being however um getting it done privately they say it costs like five thousand pounds and they're like bro like mad who can afford that yeah. mad and it's really sad because like you hear voice notes of steve being like oh i can't Broke wait to get this done literally broke my heart i can't wait to get this done then we can oh. be together like yeah like knowing that he hasn't cheated yeah no those voice notes honestly that was it too was much. just yeah. i thought that they were actors at first because i was like why does it sound like that but like right. literally they were real voice yeah. notes and i was like nah steve honestly steve 
it's really sad it's like why like literally and then also like obviously like the the problem here is Jeremy Kausha yeah but Jay and I was like babes like babes honestly we didn't have to do all this we didn't if you were gonna do lie detector test yeah and then you realise that like oh actually it's 5k baby it's like you know what cool if I can trust you again because I I don't get putting all your eggs in this like lie detector basket like if I feel like you need to do a lie detector to prove to me that you're not cheating I don't trust you let's not be together right 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 so like why did we have to do all this that's true I don't know. But now we get into Steve's mental health issues. Um, a lot of the time, these ex-producers refer to it as mental health. And I'm like, bro, it's mental health issues or mental <laughs> health problems or mental health... Like, you can't just say, oh, oh, Steve had mental health. What are you saying? Right, right. I think say that? Yeah, like, bro, we what? use that wrongly quite a lot. What are you saying? Yeah. Steve had mental health. Yeah. <laughs> mental health what? <laughs> I'm like, what are you saying? <laughs> we all have mental health. Like, this is true. This is true. Anyway, sorry, that really put me off. <laughs> so, apparently, there's this mental health checklist, yeah, that you have to complete and pass in order to get on the show. This show was just, it was a joke. It's all Lord. just like, uh, what's it? Checks and checks and boxes yeah, or whatever it's called. people's lives. Tick box exercises, yeah, exactly. Nah. So, um, a few of them, basically, a few of them, them being the producers, admit to lying on these forms or like ignoring certain things. Yeah. Like, giving things a blight because yeah. they're like, oh, let's get this guest on, yeah. And Steve isn't actually allowed to be on the show because he is on morphine and he's on sertraline, which is an antidepressant, right? So in order to do the lie detector test, he had to mm. be off both, okay? And so we see this GP note basically saying like, you know, he's returned this pack of sertraline, none of them are missing, and he wants them to write a letter saying that he isn't depressed. So that is what these men use as evidence to say, okay, cool, he's no longer on the medication. Yeah. When really it's like he actually should be on the medication. Yeah. It's not like they've taken exactly. him off it to say you no longer require it. He's yeah. just decided I'm not taking it anymore and so I'm fine so now it's the thing where it's like one you're not on the medication so like yeah. how stable are we like whatever mm. the medication was helping you do it's no longer doing yeah and I can just imagine the GP being like what the fuck is this like what yeah. are you asking me to do yeah. like this is not what I went to school for yeah, exactly <laughs> to ask me like all these things to do yeah but um yeah so they let him on the show despite this so here's like check number one where it's like okay he they, it shouldn't have even gotten this far I remember they asked the producers like how did you feel when you saw them they're like well we're just happy because it means he could be on the show it's like so you're okay you're also part of the madness you know and it's like again and we were talking okay so before we start recording we were talking about like the Tara Banks show and the evil that she's done in this world yeah and how like people like even the other judge was like oh yeah you know she was a really bad person Mm. and it's all great in retrospect but you were there but you were there Going you were there yeah. benefiting or yeah. whatever yeah. and like now you come back to oh yeah she was a horrible person exactly. these producers are like oh yeah it was so bad okay but you literally you were there yeah. and you're not even brave enough to come and show your face and say look <laughs> I did this like my bad like it's really really bad right. I feel bad like whatever mm. you're like exactly it's like the, who's accountable nobody literally, nobody, nobody, nobody even accountable the people who should be accountable namely Jeremy fucking Kyle yeah. yeah he's living his best life literally with all the money he made off that show cruising and those people are if it best case scenario yeah they're in the same position that they were in yeah like that's the best yeah most of them are worse off yeah definitely yeah. don't piss me off so um now we're in manchester uh shout out manchester. oh we know we know that you we know where manchester. that is you know, what, you know when they were doing the behind gang the scenes gang. clips or whatever and it was had the little like clapperboard thing yeah and it yeah. said media city i was like oh they filmed myself with oh look at you no locations i was like they filmed myself okay. old ends old ends oh, i miss manchester man it was such a great time it was uni was a good time it was a good not time. so much like we enjoyed the learning oh no but like can't tell you anything about that was, but yeah, i don't know her <laughs> who is she it was, it was a great time it was Do you remember impressions week when we went to um oh, what's that place we went to? that um oh that thing that's when i met kem 
for the first time. We were in dresses. We yes. were in dresses. Yeah, I was wearing yes. that black one with the yes, thing. Yes, I was wearing you, a, you black a black one. You were wearing a black one as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know who's it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to find that picture. I'm going to put it on Instagram. Yeah. If I can find it. Um, and we danced. The, we literally danced until 3 a.m. Yeah. It just, yeah. That's a good time. What was that thing? What was that place called? I feel like I started with a P. I'm not going to remember it. But I know I know where it is. It was in Deansgate. Yeah, and there was Deansgate Lock. It was in Deansgate. Yes. Yeah, because it was in the middle. Yes. It, was, it was it was it was Was it Powell? No, I'm thinking of Powell. I'm thinking of Lethal B. Was it okay? Maybe I made that up. But listen, it was a club. Yeah, if you're from Manchester, you know what I'm talking about. I, I'll be surprised if By it's still there. Deansgate Locks. Oh yeah, maybe because they you know. be changing. Because I think Suede doesn't exist anymore. Suede. Oh my god, remember Suede? Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I know. Do you remember, I think um, it was just for Brooks. Oh my gosh, yeah. That's what they hear. Do you remember we were in Joshua Bricks? Yeah, because my accommodation was right by Joshua Yes. Bricks. And then the Kendrick album Juicy leads. was where? That's where Juicy that, was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, the Kendrick album leaked. And then I ran mm. home to go listen to it. <laughs> Do you remember? It was when Good King, Good King Man City leaked. I think Tori oh messaged me and was the, like, that, oh. The way that album had you on, you're on yeah, yeah, chokehold. Yeah, I choke have the now, so yeah. let's not let go. <laughs> yeah, chokehold. Wait, no, Manchester was good times, man. Good times. It was a great time. Oh, guys, if you're thinking about going uni, go Manchester. I mean, I know, honest, I recommend. I don't, I don't think I know it's like now but it was great back in the day it's yeah, good vibes I feel like it'll be good I it's feel like, like London but cheaper yeah. and, yeah, be- and exactly. better vibes and people, everyone's like, people nicer. are nicer yeah everyone's nicer yeah. and like you'll find your London people there don't yeah. worry about that the Londoners you're... all gravitate yeah. all of my friends from Manchester are yeah. from London yeah, same. do I have any Mancunian friends yeah. I have one see that's, that's ridiculous yeah yeah. I have ridiculous I no, think we were in their city like attracts like literally all the Londoners well it was mostly South London yeah, all everyone oh, I met is in Chingy was from South London. Yeah, everyone. The first time I went so to South London was after uni because from uni yeah, I met South London. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's true. <laughs> it's actually because I had no business there otherwise, 100%. and it was all the um all the Northwest man them and the North man them all went to the union at the Midlands. Mm, everyone went to like yeah. Warwick or Birmingham yeah, 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 exactly, or like whatever. Exactly, exactly. And it was just us that went yeah. to the fucking yeah. thing. So we were just in a sea of South London. Yeah, well, we survived the sharks. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're in Manchester, <laughs> which is how we got here. And we're with this cameraman. Now, he doesn't want to show his face, okay? Again. Oh, this is on his face in the window. Come. <laughs> I was like, brother. That killed me. Why didn't they get an actor for him? Yeah, that's I'm sure they offered him, him and he was like, no, actually. He, wanted, I want <laughs> he wanted to shine. He's like, I want to shine, but like, just the back of my head, please. <laughs> and literally, you see the back of his head and you see his hands, his ears. I'm like, if you know him, you know you him. You know who he is. If 100%. you know him, you know him, yeah. I was like, how many, like. <laughs> I was just like, brother, like, again, and you again as well. Like, you're here coming doing like, rah, 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 this happened. Okay, but where were you? What were you saying? What were you doing? You were up in Holding it. Holding the camera, the running camera around. Up in it. Fam. So he's like, let's talk about um, who Jeremy Kyle actually is. Jeremy Kyle's father worked for the Queen Mother. Jeremy Kyle went to a fee paying school. I would be interested to know how Jeremy Kyle acquired the experience. Uh, the relatability, the qualifications to be able to truly walk in the shoes of someone who has grown up in poverty. He's like, wait a damn minute, yeah. before we do all this, yeah. let's do this. Yeah. So Jeremy Carl's dad worked for the Queen Mother and he went to a private school. Blew my mind, by the way. The Queen he Mother. He was her press secretary or press something, something like personal assistant. He was affiliated. Very intimate. And so tell me, career. how does somebody like that understand the struggles of growing up in poverty you don't. You understand don't. the issues that these men are going mm. through and feel like yeah i'm the right person yeah to bring this to light mm. who who you don't you definitely don't what training did you have crazy and before that he was just a radio host so you, you have no formal training so so you're literally just it's yeah. like anyone can just come and do anything yeah L- literally 
Like, where, like, where is that all these people who just do like YouTube interviews with like people and stuff? I'm like, bro, like, where are the journalists? <laughs> what are your qualifications? Literally, where are they? Yeah, no, that was that. That bit was shocking because I didn't know that about him. I didn't know that. Didn't how do we know? Yeah. How do we know that? That's a that's a crazy background to have. I'm just like, bro, like, how did you end up? And like, literally, I'm sure that his like peers, quote unquote, don't rate him. Mm. He probably must be a nasty person in real life. Yeah. I mean, he's but nasty. even in terms of what he's doing, right? If you think about the snobbery of it all, you're a middle class guy. Mm. Yeah, your friend, you, you don't chill with the people that you're on the that you quote unquote help on this mm. show. So the people right. you actually chill with in real life are not the kind of people who are watching Jeremy Tao show. Mm, that's true. But you know, when it touched on it in the show, yeah, that time in TV was a little bit mad. Yeah, like, even I was thinking about X Factor on my way here. Oh, even mate. that show. It was similar in that it was a spectacle again where yeah. most of the time you're laughing at people Actually, on the, the show. auditions. Yeah, yeah, the auditions. It's, you're making a mockery of most of the time, again, working class people more time. It's actually, it's so true. And we're just laughing. And like, we're literally laughing at them. The whole, that, that TV period in the UK it was, was a bit, yeah, and it also, was tapped. The thing that's terrible with X Factor as well is that like, you're almost like gaslighting me into believing that I'm good because if I got yeah. this far, how can I not be yeah, good? Yeah, exactly. And I, I would be surprised if the producers were not saying, oh, look, anyone who's saying that they're jealous of you, like they just want to be where you are. Yep. Because what would possess somebody to come on a show exactly like if, if someone tells me i can sing yeah yeah and i and, and you're like oh okay mags you're like to me oh yeah you can't sing mm. and i'm like no i think i can sing yeah i'm gonna go on x factor yeah and then um these producers in the pre-auditions and stuff tell me yeah do you know what you're, you're gonna do great you're gonna yeah. do amazing you go and you, your confidence is building mm. you think i'm good people are telling me that i'm good people i don't know are telling me that i'm good then i get to simon cowell and he's calling me all sorts of hoes yeah <laughs> and i uh, and I'm like, what? No, it's cra- that was a crazy time. Like, what do you think about... Does X Factor exist? I don't think it does anymore, I don't know, isn't it? No, I don't know. But um, even that, once again, we were also very young. Yeah, that's true. But everyone was tuning into that. And you're laughing at yeah. people. Like, we were young, but, like, adults were watching that and yeah, doing the same yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, I think that time in British TV was just a little yeah, bit off, you know? it was actually very crazy. Yeah. And we just that's didn't realise until now. Yeah, I only realised when I was coming here, I was just that's thinking That's a very good yeah. thing. It yeah, was it was that was. time of that spectacle of again laughing at specifically working class people or like people maybe yeah. who had certain disabilities yeah or, exactly. you know or like vulnerabilities yeah or like yeah or who maybe it's like nasty. had an accent do you remember Susan Boyle yes was that Britain's Got Talent or, or, it's all, yeah it's all the same, same thing same. it's all Simon Cowell Britain's Got Talent like literally looking at her and literally just off what she looks like yeah judging her yeah yeah, yeah. and laughing at yeah, her exactly. and then her having to like sing and prove oh actually yeah. I'm worthy of your respect because yeah. look at what I can do with my voice yeah. Yeah, that was nasty. Crazy. That was nasty. Who was that? There was even that, that she was African, that black singer, and she had like an immigration. She was actually, she could actually sing though. Oh, was it? But then she couldn't get through because I think she got sent back. Oh, is it? Or something. What, as a result of being on the show? Yeah, well, I guess that that notified yeah, the yeah. authorities of her status. Wow. But even the way like the media reported it, I think that was just a nasty time in TV, yeah. man. That was, yeah. that was that was a bad time. Very dangerous. Now we have a great British Bake Off, so I think times have changed maybe. Yeah, but you see what they do with the avocado but, in Mexico week? What? The way she's trying to cut the avocado. I'm sorry. Punishable by death. Uh, the way um, the woman's trying to cut the avocado. I feel like I didn't even watch that episode. The what? clip came across my timeline. She, it was Mexican week. And she, had, she was trying to cut. I'm going to show you the video. After this, remind me. Okay. And she was trying to cut an avocado. Google it. YouTube it. She, will, will. Great British break off. Avocado. I'm sure it will come up. And she was cutting it like it was fucking, like skinning it alive. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know what. I literally don't understand. I'll watch it. I'll right. watch it. Well, maybe it makes sense. It. It. But again, criminal. So yeah, they're doing better. Great show, yeah. But like, that was that should not have been aired. So yeah, so basically like, Jeremy Carl is the worst person to 
have ever lived no, i'm joking oh yeah that too uh but be the person the spokesperson for this show like you don't know what it's like to be in people's shoes that's why you can turn mm. around and say oh why don't you just do better why don't you just yeah. do better it's the same kind of vibe with people who are like oh you, you you're just complaining about energy bills but you've got a, you've got a smartphone or you've got netflix yeah. oh is it is the 599 yeah it's the same gonna... people who believe that like poor people are only poor because they don't work hard enough. they don't work hard enough pull yourself up by the yeah, bootstraps that rhetoric that is so dangerous yeah. it's like bro like Listen, you cannot work your way out of poverty. Like it's I don't a miss, guys. You can't. It's impossible. Jesus. You cannot do more hours and then all of a sudden you're not poor anymore. No. Like that's not how it works. Yeah. It's a societal issue. Mm-hmm. Like it's a wider issue. And yeah. people are so like in their own little bubbles and their own little communities and stuff that they just think like, oh yeah, like you're just not working hard enough. Yeah. Because that's one thing. Like, okay, cool. We talk about racism in the UK, but classism. Mm-hmm. That's why when these men mm-hmm. start playing conservatives, I'm like, hello, remember who you are, yeah? Guys, wake up. Let's not do this. Literally, it's crazy. I'm yeah. just like, hello, like, classism here? Yeah. Oh. Chokeholds. The UK oh. has it by chokeholds. Oh. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And it's fucked as well with the racism part of things because them, the the lower class or working class people, yeah. will still look down on a, on a black, like, <laughs> oh, you can't win. Negative. You can't win. It's so good. Win. But then, it's, it's just, it's just, it's just crazy, man. I mean, it was really refreshing not to see any black people in this documentary. I'm not gonna lie, it was great. That's it was true, like, actually. It was like this isn't our. F- this has got nothing to do with us, and it. This is not our fight. The fight really is that you are looking down on working class people as mm. if they are. There's even one um, phrase they use that like, oh, well, they say working class, but really it's the non-working class people because a lot of them like they don't have jobs, or it's like difficult yeah. to get jobs. Right, like, right. And it's like benefits this benefits yeah. that people are lazy it's like even that remember about that time yeah. all the headlines was about benefit benefits, frauds and benefits, benefits and and yeah that that was a yeah. yeah what a time and it's like benefits are literally there to help people yeah why like, are you mad? i remember even at work when i used to work like on the high street yeah it's like you get people come in and they have like nhs will give you vouchers and stuff right, your glasses right. and stuff and like sometimes people would be like embarrassed to say like yeah mm. like i claim benefits because of the yeah, stigma yeah, attached to it yeah and it's like no like you, you've lost your job or you're yes. going through a rough time this is literally what this is for yeah. like, this is literally what we're paying taxes for so that yeah. people can be helped yeah. and they've just come and made it seem like it's some heinous thing that you I don't know man either way Jeremy Cowell is not the right person to do any of this at, at all. all and he doesn't even have even if he's not the right person and he can't relate on a personal level yet he doesn't even have the right intentions he has so no like, empathy he has none. no compassion none yeah so the ex-producers tell us their tour is all about conflict. Conflict is key, they said. And they would literally provoke people backstage, get them angry in order to increase the conflict of when they met each other. And they'd literally, like, separate people. Like, say me and Max are going on the show and we're in a relationship and, like, I cheated on her and she wants to know if mm. I cheated on her. We could go in, to the, we could go get there together. Like, okay, cool, this is what we're going to do, blah, blah, blah. We're hoping for the best. Then they'll put Mags in a room, they'll put me in a room, and now they're rallying me up, like, oh, how can she say that you cheated, blah, blah, blah. Mm. They're chatting to Mags. Oh, you're gonna let her cheat on you again? Da, 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 da. Like, Can you imagine? So obvi- it's crazy. obviously, crazy. Like, treat them gonna- like zoo animals, literally, or like them bulls. You know, yes. they do the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so crazy. Um, so we meet one of the people affected by this, and like, do we get his name? They don't. Okay, one thing about this documentary, they don't have any lower thirds. That was the most annoying thing of this whole documentary. But then I was like, is this on purpose? Are we trying to keep them anonymous? Is it that they didn't but want their names to be on there? But then I was like, but then, then they reference then say each contest- other. Say something. Say yeah, something. Something. Yeah, exactly. Put, Even on put, the producers. That's when I, I look away and I come back, I'm like, oh, so person. now who's this? And it's like, I, I literally was like, wait, did you guys forget? Or is it by design? Or that was what? really dumb. It was me. really annoying. Yeah. So this man man number one mysterious man the only person they name is Steve Diamond they didn't even write that down we had to deduce that from the pictures so <laughs> terrible <laughs> he um, 
is on the show and he declines being on the show loads and loads of times yeah but the reason he's on the show is because his wife left him for his friend right and so the fight the time he decides to go on the show he is told by the producers listen your wife wants to apologize to you in public okay um because of what she's done but obviously that's not the case so during the show he headbutts the friend okay and we see the footage it was so smooth i'm not gonna lie like he walks up to him and he's like yeah, if you crazy. blink, you would have missed it. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I think nose- I actually did the first time. Yeah. I think I had to yeah. rewind. His nose, because then you just see his nose bleeding. You're thinking, what happened? Yeah. Luckily, he doesn't go to jail because the judge is like, listen to me. Yeah. They call it bear baiting. Yeah. Basically saying you're provoking him to do something bad. Then yeah. he does something bad, and now you want to punish him for it. Yeah. yeah. So luckily, that judge has sense. Okay. Mm. I enjoyed the fact that he was in the documentary. Yeah, I liked him. Yeah, I really same. liked him. Good vibes. Yeah, he was really good vibes. Mm. Like he's just he's like the kind of old person that I see at, at work and we like talk for ages. Right. <laughs> it's like right. oh, you're such good vibes. I wonder what yeah. like what your life was like. Um, but he's really good vibes. But even though he doesn't go to jail. He loses his job because he worked yes. in security. And when you work in security, you can't have a criminal record, right? Which, I mean, fair. His property gets repossessed and, like, he contemplates suicide. So, again, it's not just a show. It's not just yeah. an episode. Like, literally, it leads people down a spiral. Yeah. And so now, think about it. Yeah, we're talking about poverty and all this stuff. He had a job. Now he's lost that job because he's gone on the show. It's going to be hard for him to get exactly. another job. H- how do you think How do you think poverty works? Yeah, exactly. Do you think now if he just goes, oh, he needs to work hard, okay, how's he going to get that job then? mm, mm. So it's the day of Steve's recording. It's the 2nd of May 2019. I know. They never actually broadcast this episode because of what happened. So we don't see it, but we hear Mm. about what happened. And so they do the lie detector test and it says that Steve lied about not cheating on James. Basically saying that he did cheat on her. And again, like, Jeremy Kyle is so disrespectful towards Steve, basically chatting shit to him. We don't hear what he says, but you can imagine based on everything else that he said to people, yeah. And the producers, meanwhile, are like really excited because they're like, oh my God, like this is going to be an amazing episode. Like, this is going to be amazing. And literally right after the show, Steve is like, look, I don't want to live anymore. Yeah. the producers are like, listen, like people say this all the time. Like it never But even that, the fact that you're in a a space where people tell you this all the time and Mm -hmm. you're just like, yeah. You guys said this is crazy. And also, spoiler alert, it does happen. Yeah, it has happened exactly. So let's not yeah. act like, oh yeah, it never happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get there. But we meet a Daily Mail reporter. How do you feel about the Daily Mail? Oh, not a fan. No comment. <laughs> not a fan. So I thought so. I was like, why did I have such a reaction to this person? Not a fan. Um, so we meet a, a Daily Mail reporter who tells the story of another couple. This time, the lady in the couple is a man and a woman. The lady fails the lie detector test, and the man beats her up. As a result, okay. So now we're talking domestic violence. And they blur the image, so you don't see it. But, like, even through the blur, you can see that she has a black eye. Like, you can probably see it, yeah? And the producer of the documentary asked the Daily Mail Mail guy, like, oh, you know, we all watched the show, but, like, did you enjoy it, right? Mm. Hear my man stuttering. Did you enjoy it? That's a... That, that, you see that? That's difficult. Yes. Yes. I think initially I did. Yeah. Starring, starring, basically saying, yeah, like he did. And like I said, like in the beginning, we we all are kind of guilty for watching right. the show because we all, things like X Factor, we yeah. all would watch it, laugh. Yeah. Even in like common days, like sharing stuff on the internet, blah, blah, blah. Everyone is, is, partly responsible for the way that these shows were able to run because if they weren't getting these ratings and no one was yeah. watching it, they wouldn't be allowed to continue doing what yeah. they're doing. Yeah. But it's just like maybe you didn't deep. I mean, I know for us, we were children. So yeah, it's like, okay, we didn't cool. understand. We're not really deep in yeah. the exploitation. But like looking back at it now, yeah. it's like raw. It's what? impossible to stomach. Literally, yeah. it's very it's disgusting. Yeah. So although this guy is a Daily Mail reporter, he makes a good point. Okay. <laughs> although <laughs> about lie detector tests, um, because mm. he says Steve was basically a compulsive liar. 
Yes. So because of that, he doesn't actually know what's true and what is a lie mm-hmm. for the most part, mm-hmm. right? He's not lying to be deceptive. He just lies, right? right. right? Um, and so if he doesn't know what's true or what's a lie, how could the lie detector possibly be able to detect whether he's lying or not? Because to Steve, like, he's just saying what happened. Mm-hmm. In his mind, he truly believes whatever happened, right? right? So, like, can we really trust a lie detector? So after the show, Steve tries to talk to Jane. She doesn't take him back. And he, like, comes to the house and stuff. Like, it's really sad. So, so sad. It's so sad. Yeah. Like, she basically just not on it. And, and, they, and yeah. like, Jane, I get it. Do you know what I mean? You've been betrayed and you yeah. feel a way about it. And, like, it, it, you're well within your rights to be like, look, this relationship isn't for me. And mm-hmm. I don't want to be in it anymore. That is not Jane's fault. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. But then it's like she airs him basically. And then she finds out that he's died by suicide. And so yeah. the last text that he sends to Jane says, it was a, a long one, but I'm going to read it all. Yeah. Basically, I hope the Jeremy Cow show is so happy now. They are responsible for what happens now. I hope this makes good ratings for them. I bet they keep this quiet. Never, never, never did I ever cheat on you. My final words. It's really sad. Like, that's just so sad. <sighs> Even the voice note. Do you remember the voice note? Yeah. that they played where he was just crying to her oh gosh yeah like and just this just didn't have to happen like it's, a man is dead literally. and he was 63 yeah. and like I'm not gonna lie like that's a youngin it is it 100% like is. you got so he, yeah. him and Jane could have got married well, exactly. maybe they wouldn't have had kids yeah. but they would have been out here living yeah. their best lives you know watching the quarry and all that stuff they would have had a great time yeah and now for nothing it's really you know sad. this is someone who was unstable. You know yeah. the, you shouldn't. He should have never been allowed to be on this no. show. No. Yeah, blood is on their hands for real. Honestly. Yeah. So this episode ends with our um, Daily Mail guy basically saying, "Yes, yeah, Steve did die as a result of the Jeremy Cow show, but there are so many more victims, including their own producers." Right? You're like raw yeah. cliffhanger. Oh my god. What's going on? Yeah. Episode two, we're getting into it right now. Yes. Okay. So, in this episode, we meet a man. Again, no lower third, no nothing. Okay. Nothing. No nothing. Sort I think it his out. name was Paul. Sort it out, please. Literally, Why are we guessing names? I'm, we should I'm, know. I'm, you know what I mean? Like, help me help you. Honestly. I just want to recap the documentary accurately. And I want to give people their flowers. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, let's sort it out. Do you know what I mean? So, um, I think it's Paul. And the only reason I think it's Paul is because I someone was talking about it and referenced Paul. So maybe it was okay. him. It wasn't. All right, let's go with Paul. We'll go with Paul anyway. Yeah. So this man, Paul, is married to a lady called Erin. Erin is her actual name because they say that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so Erin wants to go on Jeremy Cow's show because Paul is always cheating on her. <sighs> if I say men are trash, they'll say that I said men are trash, so I'm not going to say it. Her friends tell her, don't go on the show, yeah? Because... Yeah. Erin's an a really anxious person mm. anyway so it's kind of like mm, this may not be the best environment for you yeah. sis but she's like you know what I really want to go on the show and so she goes on it and so we hear the same things we've already heard once they get to the studio they separate them they film them um, they separate them and they kind of wind both of them up and yeah. so Jeremy Cow is kind of like antagonising Erin on stage basically like pressuring her to leave um, Paul basically yeah. kind of being like oh like low key like oh you're a dickhead yeah. imagine yes. if you yeah. it's Jeremy Cow and when I say Jeremy Cow, like 
in your face yeah like he's very disrespectful and he's in your face yeah i'm surprised no one's and he also him. has a very strong character so it must be very scary intimidating yeah 100 and he's like all up and this is yeah. his this is his world yeah literally. everyone here works for him everyone here's doing what he yeah. wants to do yeah. even the studio audience they're gonna laugh they're gonna boo yeah. based on what the producer yes. tells them to do yes. so you're literally on your own in front of all these people yeah. he's saying listen are you a fucking dickhead this man's cheated on you bare times yeah and you're gonna take him back is that what you're saying is that mm. what you're saying now she's getting all like riled up like, yeah oh i'm gonna leave him i'm gonna leave him even if you don't want to yeah because it's a similar thing with like even with your girls if your man cheats on you and you tell your girls and they Mm. were like nah you should leave him you should leave him him." even if you think you can work it out Mm -hmm. and you want to stay now you're making decisions based on what it looks like imagine that amplified by the nation and even if not by the nation in that minute because obviously it's not a live show yeah but it's not like broadcast live Mm. but like you still have a whole live audience there yeah and you and you fully understand that over a million people are at home watching. It's just a matter like, of time that know. people are going to see all this. Yeah. Exactly. So you're like ego is a thing. Do you know what I mean? And so is intimidation, and so is like Jeremy yeah. being a dick. Yeah. Yeah. So um yeah. So she says she'll leave him, and so because of this, they kind of separate for a couple of days, and so they plan to talk on Friday, right? But on Thursday evening, Erin is found dead, and she's died by suicide. And so Paul blames himself, and <sighs> I'm this... not going to lie, Paul. I'm not saying it was your fault, yeah. But you... So next. (laughs) Nah, Paul, like, I don't think you should blame yourself forever in it because you actually can't beat yourself up for life. But you set her up for this. You didn't have to do that. You could have just been faithful or you could have just left her. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? You don't have to bring Jeremy Cow into all of this. And I know that she Mm. wanted to go on it. Yeah. It's like there would be no need to go on it Mm. if you just were committed to the person he wants to commit to. Right, right. Jeremy right. Carlshaw was definitely a catalyst for all of this because he'd been cheating on her and like he, and, and they were staying together. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. 100% the difference in this particular cheateration, holleration in the dancery, right, yeah, right, right, right. was the Jeremy Carlshaw. So I think that that was definitely a factor, a bigger yeah. factor I think than so. Paul. I think it was that. But Paul, you pissed me off because why did you cheat on her? You don't have to do that. We don't support cheaters. At all. So this whole episode is to prove that basically Steve Diamond wasn't an anomaly, right? He wasn't a one-off like they basically claimed in the first episode that the Jeremy Cow show had actually caused this to happen on multiple occasions. Mm. So now it's 25th of June, 2019. I feel like that's the day that Michael Jackson died, but like years before. Did he die? You might be right. It was June. I think it was 25th of June, you know? Why do you know that? When I say that, I remember the most random things. Ah, that doesn't even make sense to why yeah. you remember that. I That's actually quite June. impressive. I remember because it's some boy that I went to school with. It was his birthday. And on, so the day. I f- on that day, and I, I remember finding out like when he died, thinking oh shit that's Figgy's birthday oh fair oh, that's so I think that's why that's it's connected in my head yeah, yeah yeah I know very sad R.I.P. Michael Jackson yes so um, there's a committee meeting thing about the show it's kind of like an inquiry but not really like it's, it's oh, weird oh yeah the, with the, the round table yeah, thing. yeah 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 the UK loves an inquiry they love an inquiry then they nothing really happens do. afterwards yeah literally that's the whole purpose of them. <laughs> nothing happens and nothing happens um, so Jeremy Cow doesn't appear so he's meant to be like basically like in the hot seat but he doesn't go yeah uh, there's a guy called tom mclennan who is an executive producer he goes right so they get into the whole use of lie detector tests and ask tom how accurate they oh. are no one knows it's like this should be figures coming off the tip of your tongue you're using them all the time you should be knowing how effective they are yeah, yeah? Mm. and all the different ex-producer actor people yeah are saying different things <laughs> ex-producer actor people because yeah. they're actors they're not even just the producers <laughs> we literally get <laughs> we literally get between 86 and 99.9% accuracy they just and make it up they just make it up 
they just and think this is so manipulative and think about we're dealing with, we're dealing with people who okay are working class maybe don't have further education maybe their critical thinking skills aren't where it could be yeah mm. so it's like someone's coming to you and saying listen this test is 99.9% accurate yeah if they tell me now that mags actually cheated on me i'm mm. going to be like raw but the test is science though the test yeah. isn't like there's no thinking about mm, what are the factors that could influence this no. test who's taking the test are you on certain medications when you're on the test there's none of that they just hear yeah. a percentage it's like junk science in it they just hear yeah. like a percentage and think oh yeah cool like it must be right we get an expert who basically says that at best they're 66 to 70 percent accurate shocking at best yeah shocking what shocking at best and you know what even if you're the most intelligent the most critically thought out person mm-hmm. they create such an environment of chaos that you're gonna you're not gonna be thinking straight regardless exactly you know it's impossible exactly to have your wits about you in that environment exactly exactly it's like the whole environment is designed yes to put you off yeah because they're trying to act like all these working class people are all dumb and all thick and stuff yeah and it's like okay cool maybe they don't sound the way that you sound or maybe they don't whatever whatever but like they're not stupid like a lot of them are not actually stupid just because they don't articulate things in a way that you would it doesn't mean they're not it doesn't mean they're stupid you literally put them in, in, in a in a in an environment that's literally stripping them of like their comforts, mm. their like sensibilities, like they're they're vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's more vulnerable. It's so dehumanizing. Yeah, it's actually no. mad. And do you know the mad thing? When they were like how when the the person behind the camera was like, Is it easy to get it must have been easy to get guests on? Yeah. And they were like, No, it was actually so hard. I was like and they and so they're they're like it's just the whole it's, the level yeah. of deception it's just so extreme i just could not get over how the multiplicity of layers of the deception was too how because they're saying it's hard to get guests yeah and they're 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 telling the guests oh you know we're really doing you a favor here yeah it's just like what it's insane no wonder people are going on the show no wonder people act this way because they think they're being given a deal they're opportunity they're being like scammed yeah completely completely Ooh, no yeah the lie detector thing is really important because they're presenting the the results of the lie detector as fact yeah so normally yeah it's like, oh yeah the lie detector determined that was a lie we yeah. do it more yeah jeremy cow will say oh the, the lie detector showed that you're a liar or he'll be like oh so you did the lie detector test or you're a liar why are you lying yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, even the way he delivers it, it's just so. And he'll shove the card in their face. Like, read that. You can read that. Look at that. Yeah. I'm like, what? Why are you always? I, just I cannot believe. Maybe they just didn't air it. That nobody boxed him in his face. I'm so surprised. I'm I so. Cannot, su- someone I, surely must have attacked him because the more way than once. The, he's so close to them that yeah, they're security, but you could have got in a yeah. good punch. <laughs> even just the one, you could have got a good one in there. No. It's actually disgusting how he speaks to people. Yeah, he bullies them. Is that despicable? The con- he has nothing. contempt. Yeah. Like you can just, it's just like this sheer inner hatred for yeah. these people. And it's like, so why, why, why yeah. are we here? Yeah. Go and get clientele that you that you enjoy or that you like. Honestly, honestly. So we get another <sighs> person who's been on the show. His name oh, is Adrian. Mate, they just keep coming. Adrian reaches out to Jane. Steve Diamond's ex-fiance except it's not Adrian it's his partner we found that out later but I had already written the note at this time (laughs) so (laughs) Adrian's partner basically tells Jane about his similar experience except that his episode actually gets broadcasted because remember Mm. Steve's episode didn't because he died yeah 
so in a documentary we don't officially meet adrian yeah and the reason we don't meet him is because his psychologist says he's not well enough to be interviewed so we see him there's like shots of like the back of his head or him like smoking a cigarette or whatever but we don't actually see him right and so his partner is saying you know she's going to speak for him because she wants the story to be told and she's like yeah she's the one who reached out to jane cool Mm. so their story is a little bit different because it's not so much about like love and blah 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 really what's happened is he's been accused of stealing something from a friend him and two other friends are accused of stealing something from a particular friend Mm -hmm. and so they all have a lie detector test all three of the friends are on the show and then adrian fails the lie detector test and he's like bro like i didn't steal it like Mm. it wasn't me um and his partner's like listen like he has not been the same since that day and he actually attempted to take his life um, and so she's like, you know what? This is very serious. Let me try and call the Jeremy Cow show and say, look, like, can you not yeah. broadcast it? Or can you let him do another lie detector test because he didn't do it? Mm. And she tells them, like, look, he attempted to take his life and they still put the episode out. See? This, someone needs to, people need to go to jail. Like, people need, you cannot treat people like this and it's get crazy. away with it. It's insane. It's, it's insane. It's actually what, because you're just like, wait, so. Disgusting. And then you want to turn around and say, Steve Diamond is the first person to yeah, die. Yeah, it's a lie. So if Adrian had actually succeeded in trying to take his life, yeah. so what? Is that. Exactly. Because we found out loads of people tried to take their lives yeah. and don't succeed. And more than one did. It wasn't just the one. <laughs> like. I think, honestly, like, if you actually went through all the stories, uh, a substantial amount of them are no longer alive. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. It's crazy. Shocking. Or have tried, yeah. It's yeah. Crazy. And the thing is that, like, I feel like some people will look at these situations and think, oh, do you know what? Like, it's not that deep. Like, it's just, it's like cyberbullying. Like, oh, which no, it, no, you'll no. get over it. No, it's actually that deep because yeah, a lot of these guests are already vulnerable. Yeah. They're already living in some level of poverty or dealing with some kind of mental health issue yeah. or mental yeah. health, as they say. And th- th- think about it like, Jerry McCow is on at like 9 a.m. Yeah. And this is all before the whole work from home thing. So think about it. This, the people watching these shows are unemployed or low income, right? Or have um, not a typical shift working pattern, which is why they're at home to see these episodes and stuff, yeah? And it's like, he now is coming, feeling mad superior with his private education and his dad who worked for the Queen Mum and doing all this. And it's like, it, it is that deep. Like, this whole thing is that deep. Do you know what I mean? Hugely deep, yeah. So now we get into the producer's experiences because they're also being exploited, I guess they're trying to do a whole like hurt people, hurt people yeah. <laughs> kind of situation here. Because <laughs> they have crazy work hours. They finish like 4 yeah. or 5 a.m. Yeah. When they kept saying working, working, I'm like, what are you actually doing? It's just trying to force people to get on the show. Because what are you doing to 4 or yeah. 5 a.m.? Yeah, yeah. Because other producers, the editors, they're different people, right? They make, yeah, that, no, they are different people. Because pro- be those roles yeah. are different, right? Yeah, you're, producer, you're producing the show, you're coming yeah, up with like different. concepts, you're getting I guess, guess maybe, maybe they film at different time. Yeah, because you don't know what time they film. Yeah, but a live audience, 4 or 5 a.m., come on. I wonder, is it the audience live or are they actors? Are they paid oh, actors? I, hmm. I, I think they are normal people actually because okay. there was one behind the scenes clip where he was getting annoyed that the audience were talking. Oh, yes. And if they were actors, I remember they that. wouldn't be I talking. Remember that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, if they were actors, they wouldn't be talking. I remember that. Um, so, yeah. They, they, one says that they weren't allowed to eat unless they booked guests. I was like, what? you know what? These things, yeah. They have lunch. Like, I understand careers are important. <laughs> I know that. But your piece of mind, like, I don't, I, yeah, like, what is the actual point? Yeah. What's the actual point? Like, to what ends? Like, okay, so now you've done this job and you've worked till 5am and like, and then what happens? Like, what was it all for? You're being treated badly. You're, you're, you're treating people really badly. Yeah, exactly. Even if, like, what's the whole, even if you were okay within yourself to treat people badly, yeah? Like, when it turns around and it's on you, (laughs) you're still okay. (laughs) Even if you're like, oh, fuck those people, like, oh, they're nothing. No, it's fuck me. I'm nothing. <laughs> and I get it. Like, surely, surely, 
Surely there comes a time where you're like, nah, like, I can't. It's just. Uh, Do you know how many jobs? Because when that girl, when that the, the actress girl of the producer yeah. at the start was like, it was like a cult, and like yeah. you really believed in him, yeah. and you. I think a lot of them I think just it was got like that for her though, because she seemed kind of young. She, well, we wouldn't know because <laughs> she's an actor. That's my whole point. Like, I get it, but like she, her words were young. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, her that's words true, that's were young. True, that's true. Because loads of other people, other actors, yeah, that's true. Were like, I don't know. She just seemed, she just seemed excited and happy to be there. Yeah. And I think there was one time she mentioned something about being nineteen and like um, mm, being responsible for people's like mental health stuff. Yeah. But she was giving young and just had like getting her foot in the door. Mm. I remember like you've probably not gone uni. Like this is your, you're literally this is the beginning of your career and mm. you're getting your foot in the door. Having Jeremy Carl show on your like CV Resume or whatever, yeah. yeah, is amazing. And yeah. And that can lead to better things, perhaps. And that was the other thing that was interesting was, I think it was two actors of the being the producer people when yeah. they were saying that it was the first time being working class worked in their benefit. Yeah, where they could relate. Yeah, so they were they 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 vol or not auditioned for the role. They they went for their Applied. interview. Yeah, and they're with other like quote unquote proper people who were yeah. educated and the ones who happened to get it were working yeah. class people. Exactly because that's what they wanted. Yeah, they wanted the relatability. It's just so, factor. The whole thing is so deviant yeah. and so dark. Yeah, and also like it's also the whole assuming that like someone who wasn't working class wouldn't fit in mm. into that. Thing. Yeah, we're not able to. Them yeah, are not exactly. a depraved individual. The whole thing it's just it's just yeah every aspect of complete it. takes advantage. Every aspect of it is messed up. Um, so and the Trisha thing did you not think yeah. that was so interesting what what when they were explaining that uh, people were saying that there's never been a show like Jeremy Carr before but they were, actually there has it was yeah. the Trisha show Trisha, Trisha Goddard yeah and how she a lot was of the woman, yeah she was a black woman but I was remember it, was it, what was it like this though it wasn't this bad yeah. no no I don't think it was this bad it I was think, the same vibe yeah like, so they were saying was, a lot of the producers was, came from there oh yes it literally was, was like conflict, conflict resolution like, yes let's sit down like Ricky Lake kind yes of. Yeah, is but Ricky I Lake think UK or is she American? American, I think. American, okay. But I think Trisha Goddard was a bit. I don't remember. Once again, we were, ch- we were, we were very young, young. Yeah, but I have a record. Like, if I see her now, yeah, like, let me even Google her face. So You'll recognize her face. I feel like I want to make sure what I'm thinking is what. Um, yeah, Trisha Goddard. Look at her. Yeah, that's literally the yeah. hair I imagined. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I wonder what she's saying these days. I, I went on her Instagram after <laughs> I watched the documentary. Is it? What's she saying now? She has some sort of show, but nothing on the same like magnitude as this. Of course not. Yeah. It's just, it's just not that time anymore. Like, no, no, we don't want to see stuff like this. Gosh. It's like we did the we did some boy band episode, yeah, Aww. and like it's like th- there's a point in time where like boy bands just weren't a thing anymore. Yeah, Do you know what I mean, it's like yeah, you might have been a great boy band, but like you might be a great boy band now, but like it's just not that vibe. Right, right, right. No one's really trying to check for that. Right. But oh my god, look at Trisha. I know. Oh, I thought that was so interesting when they were like, a lot of. I think that what they said was a lot of the people who had like smaller jobs on yeah. Jeremy Kyle on Trisha. On Trisha. How now had uh, all, like main producers on Jeremy Kyle, so they just right. like moved. Okay, I see. I see. Um, I see. Which I thought was yeah, yeah. interesting pipeline. Yeah, I mean maybe that explains why they were doing their four to five a.m. Maybe it was all for something, but yeah. yeah. So we see a montage of news clips showing off different sides of the argument, basically. And most people have sense, and they're like, "Listen, it's really exploitive." Yeah. Is it exploitive? Exploitative. Exploitative. I exploitative, think. Right. I think so. Exploitative, uh, and it's classists, right? And yes, so, like, you know, so. someone is like, "Oh, um, maybe it's actually being snobbish to suggest that these things shouldn't be on TV. Like, maybe people want to see themselves Go on, the show yourself, on TV." Then. I was like, "Are you alright? I was like, you're cra- "Are you a crazy person?" It's ridiculous. We're talking about exploitation. You're talking about representation. Yeah. What's going on here? But also, what does that even mean? What Rep- are you saying? Representation of what? Of what? <laughs> 
<laughs> of what, oh, I want to see poor people like me on TV. Yeah, like, no. Stop like, it. Let's Stop all behave it. ourselves. Stop it. So um, we learn about this Graham guy and he is a quote-unquote therapist. As loose, I use that word oh, so loosely. <laughs> so loosely, yeah. He works on the show. He's basically a sideman, essentially. Um, and he... <sighs> He was supposed to be responsible for the aftercare. So, like, Oof. looking after the patients after they've been on the show. He is trash. I mean, is there anything I else mean, you'd like to say about the, him? Look at the results. Like, he's... Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. I'd say no more. I just, yeah. No words. Literally no words. So, our uh, whistleblower cameraman staring in the window. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, that just makes me this video. Sorry. Like, so he's wearing, I think, like a blue shirt or something. Yeah, you see the back of him. And then he's like... One of them, like, floor-to-ceiling windows in some building, yeah? His hand is, like, on the window automatically. They zoom into his hat. I said, bro, what's the meaning of this? Like, Pooja, what is his behaviour, yeah? Zooming in, and then you see the side of him, and it's like, you see his profile, but imagine... Just show your face at this point. You might as well show your face. his profile, but they cut off, like, his face, but it's always his ear. Why are we looking at this man's ear? What's that got to do with what we're doing here? What's I got to do? In fact, I would have rather just seen a shadow at this point because I was like, "No, nah, you're doing too much. You're doing too much." Yeah, no, it, it didn't. It didn't. Honestly, for when, I, when the scene opened and he was just sitting with his back to us, I was like, "Where are we going? What, here? what are we doing? Yeah, here? What, what's actually going to happen?" I was like, "Brother, like you're close to retirement, innit? It so like, what are you? What are you? What are you really trying to? What are you going to lose?" Are yeah, still- I didn't. I didn't understand because any also anyone who knows you will know you. If you see me from the back, you know it's me. Okay, I, I know exactly. It's not if I see your ear, I'm like, yeah, yeah, oh, look, no, it's, it's not completely. So, uh, what are you doing? It's so ridiculous. It's no, so it's, really it's like funny. it's like the people who know you is what you're <coughs> concerned about. You're exactly. concerned about the people who worked with you know who you are. Who am I? If I don't know you, what does that mean, <laughs> mean to you? I'm not in control of your next job. Exactly. Hey, exactly. Sort it out. I mean, despite all this, he makes a really good point. <laughs> <laughs> If you look at who was in the studio audience, who the guests were, the people who were at the lower levels making the programme, it was a largely working class programme, but it was middle class people running it. They were using working class people to basically feed working class people to other working class people. There's no other way of saying it. He's saying it was the working class people being exploited for the benefit of middle class people because mm. they were the ones running the show, basically. Yeah. Which is literally you're stepping on the backs of working class yeah. people to get to a point where you already have the privilege of being middle class, private education. Yeah. Dad worked for the Queen's mum. I'm never letting that go because what? What does that even mean? Who, how did you even get that job? What does that even mean? Mad. Yeah, very mad. Mad. So now we learn about Tash okay um and tash everyone says she's a really lovely person and she's worked on the show as a producer for ages right and her dad died tragically when she was really young okay so tash was in charge of steve's episode so when he died she felt really responsible right mm. and then when the show ended because of it she felt really bad because not everyone yeah. lost their jobs and she was just lost okay itv are like you know what you've really had our back you didn't throw us under the bus for this we're gonna help you find a new job but they don't mm. so Tash is 31 and she dies by suicide. And it's like, girl. Wild. 31. Wild. A baby. Literally. Literally a baby. Child bride. Yeah. Like, crazy. ITV are like... Looking very funny in the light. ITV. Very funny in the light saying, oh, you know, she didn't work on the Steve Diamond episode. But she did work on the Steve Diamond yeah. episode. They're trying to make it seem like she didn't work on that episode because if he died on that episode and then someone who was working on that episode died, yeah. what does that look like? Double, double suicide. Double, literally double suicide mm. on your watch. Mm. You've got two bodies now. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. It's insane, insane. Crazy. 
So now that the show is done, we see this interview of Jeremy Kyle talking about it. And like, ultimately, he's living his best life in it. Like, he's got a quote unquote lovely family. Mm. Uh, he's got a great house and he's he's going to be fine. Like, yeah. this doesn't affect him. Everyone yeah. else he's affected is like, they had over 20,000 guests on yeah. the show for the 14 years that it ran. And it's just like, you're here living your best life. Probably not even thinking, probably not even remembering the yeah. people yeah. who you've ruined their lives. Yeah. So the doc is coming to an end now and like one of the talking heads says basically the only innocent people here are the guests. Yeah. And it's actually true because yeah. Jeremy Cow, for damn sure is not innocent. The producers, yeah. the view, everybody played a part in this yeah. mess yeah. basically. And it took ITV way too long to be like, oh, do you know what? Actually, let's pull the plug. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. So like it was a good documentary in terms of like, you know, exposing what we kind of probably suspected to be true, but yeah. didn't know the magnitude yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. So it's on Channel Four. I definitely recommend watching it. Yeah, the details were good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it was just shit because, like, I never liked Jeremy Carman because no. Jerry Spring it was different. Even Maury, like, it's a, all a similar kind of show, but like, it's so. just. I mean, they're kind of bad as well in terms of like mm. you. Okay, you're not shouting at them or being mean to them, but you are still making a mockery. Them. Yeah, yeah you are still, still making yeah. a mockery. And like Jer- um, Jeremy Carr, Jerry Springer had this way of being very like sarcastic. He kind of like you know. Didn't but, Jeremy Carr go to America? Did he? I feel like I don't quote me, but I, I, I think they started an American version, and he went. I think it was him. Is it? I think I could be wrong, but I, imagine it's a vague. I don't see how that would run. The Americans would be like, "What memory?" I don't think Americans are taking shit like that. I really, I'll check after. Yeah, but I don't think no. We could check I think, yeah, oh yeah. I don't think Americans are taking shit like that. I think um, I do have a recollection of Jeremy Carl US. What's it saying? Jeremy Carl show. Did my memory deceive me? Oh, debuted in the United States and Canada on September nineteenth, two thousand eleven. Okay. Oh, so with British guests, it was just. Or no, for thing. the US version. Okay. For the US version, yeah. see Jeremy Carshaw, American TV series. No, I think it was an American. Right. Hold on. Let me click that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was a, It was mm. um, United States and Canada, yeah. September um, 19th, 2011. It was taped in New York. Hmm. Oh, it only had two seasons. 300 okay. episodes. Blooming neck, mate. That's a lot of episodes. Yeah. Oh, it was cancelled in 2012. Oh. Oh, good. Sense. Thank God. Um, but yeah, so now it's time for... The real crime, I think, was the beard. Our segment where we focus on something during the documentary that may not be criminal, but we definitely consider to be a crime. And, and I had said here, before we get we into it... We already said mine. Oh, we'll go, we'll go. <laughs> but before, before I get to like, I enjoyed the actors. I think they were really, really good actors. <sighs> I think they're very convincing. And if you allowed yourself to feel the fantasy, you too would have been convinced that they were uh, the actual producers. Okay. But haters be hating it. <laughs> But yeah, what's your one? What was your one? My one was the fact that there there was no names. Yeah, that yeah. someone would just come on the screen, and, and I was like, "Who is this person?" To, yeah, yeah. I get if you don't want to say their name, but like, what is their reference point? Yeah. I need something. Who are they? Yeah. Where are they? Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, that was really. Good. I, I didn't agree. understand. I had that. a lot. I have a. I have a lot of them. The real I'm crime, dead. I think, is Jeremy Cow. Very disrespectful. Yes, of course. Of his course. face, and also the fact that he was always wearing navy blue suits. Like my brother, every time a navy blue suit, <laughs> every time. Drove me crazy. The real crime, I think. <gasps> I think I'm not going to say. Actually, maybe not. You said you go, you go. And rest in peace to Steve, innit? R.I.P. Lovely guy. But that proposal to Jane, I'm sorry. What? Do you know what it is? <laughs> he goes down on one knee, yeah, to propose. But then he stands up and then puts the ring on. And I was like, babe, you're already down there. He like, did do that. I you just, think. I you just think put the ring on while you're down there. Yeah, I did And then, that. you know. But otherwise, it was it was a cute proposal. It was really cute. And like, he just looked so happy. Adorable. Like, adorable. <sighs> adorable. Like, the real really crime adorable. I think was the lie detector test yeah 
they're not admissible in court. Yeah. They're nothing, really. Like, yeah. if you don't trust your man mm-hmm. and you want him to take a lie detector test, break up with him, sis, you don't trust him. If you don't trust him, don't be in a relationship with him. Yeah. That's 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 what I think. Yeah. The only space that lie detectors should exist in, are, you know these American shows where they like, get celebrities? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, they're yeah. doing lolling. Yeah. And it's just bants. Just bants. Fine. It should be used in a context of banter. Yeah, like, funny. That's what it should be. Yeah, not, not actual, a serious thing. Yeah. Literally, literally life or death. Situation. Yeah. It's so sad. Mad. It's so sad. Yeah. What one did you think I was going to do? I thought you were going to do um, Steve's fiance when she revealed her tattoo. <laughs> I really thought that's what you were going to do. Don't go and project your evil on me. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I thought. I just thought. Oh, I no, think I, I didn't. I didn't. Um, but no, it's good that you didn't. I but didn't, yeah. I didn't have comment on that. Fair, um, fair enough. So next time, I'll be back with another amazing guest while well, Forens is on her hiatus and we'll be covering another Channel 4 documentary. You really think they were paying me for this? Uh, this one is called Dating App Horrors, The Untold Story. Oh, that sounds interesting. I know. That sounds it very is. interesting. It is. It's also very terrifying. Uh, I'll play the trailer at the end so you can get a feel of the documentary. You can watch it on Channel 4 if you want to watch it before we do the episode. Um, but in the meantime, between time, you can find us Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, blah, 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 Two Girls One Doc. On TikTok, it's Two Girls One Doc Podcast. And you can email us Two Girls One Doc at gmail.com if you want to request a documentary. Where can they find you, sis? Do you want to be found? Because I know what you're like. No, it's okay. Well, if you go on Google and type a quick ting on, <laughs> okay, you can purchase. You can buy books online, isn't it? You can. You can purchase. At all retailers. At all retailers. You can purchase the yeah. series of books. I have two of them. I have the Afrobeats one and I have the hair one. There's bear in it. And it just gives you insight into black British culture because we are bad bitches. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that's that's on that. Woohoo! Anything you want to say before we go? No, this is really fun. Know, That's all. Right? Amazing. I, I loved it. This Stop. Is brilliant setup. So honestly. I, I, do you know what? Yeah, I've really picked my guests and documentaries. Like, I've thought about it. It's brilliant. I've been like, what's going to make the most sense with this particular Yeah. Person, oh, yeah. That's the other thing because you were sending me loads. Uh, I was like, wow. This, and do you know what? I don't like, even I, know there's many documentaries currently right <laughs> now. <laughs> I was like, wow. I used it like five times. I was like, okay, we'll definitely do this one. I'm going to let's do this one. And actually, we're going to do this one. Okay, no, let's yes, do this one. Wow, this is how it works. This, is, here the, we are. this is the behind the scenes, the, the processing of the chaos that is my mind. Yeah. Anyway, guys, goodbye. Goodbye. More than 50 million people are online using these apps. How safe is this? Not safe at all. Dating apps sell romance and love. The world has changed. One in five relationships now begin on an online dating site. Nice to meet you. But when dreams of happily ever after... Seems very handsome. ...turn dangerous, even deadly... Online dating is a predator's playground. One predator weaves a web of deception. Everything that he told these women were lies. I was on a date with a monster. And I had no idea. Another match leads to rage-fueled revenge. He stabbed you ten times until the knife broke. Online dating's most frightening horror stories. She was on the highest mountain telling everyone, this guy is a psycho. Could they have been stopped? You don't know what you're walking into. I tell my friends, run a background check on them. And how vulnerable are you when you swipe, click, and connect? Even if every employee at Match.com knew that this guy was a serial killer, you don't have a case. They are immune from suit. This story has to get out. These companies are not being held accountable. I found it a bit weird, you know, I'm not going to lie. I really... The actors. 
oh well that's what bad timing is going on here it's reality it's okay. life start with um i found it weird i actually found it weird do you know what do you did it on purpose no i did it on purpose what? i think i did it again <laughs> 